paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. This is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the TTA, and you're listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk Podcast. Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey. And thank you for joining us here on China Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Alan. I'm Keith. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 50 for the week of October 5th, 2014. On this week's show, we're going to discuss things not to do or at least skip in Walt Disney World. You know, one of the things that are often asked, is there anything in Walt Disney World that I, I should skip or not see, or at least not waste my time with? And of course, there's always things that, you know, you do not have to see. I mean, you have your, your headliners, which you must see. You know, from Splash Mountain to Space Mountain to Big Thunder Mountain, those are all must-do, must-see things. But there are often things that you can skip, especially as a first-timer, if, you, if you're planning on just hitting the main things and, and you don't need to worry about certain attractions or certain things in the parks that you don't need to see, or things that are just terrible attractions that shouldn't even be there. So we thought we'd discuss, you know, some things that you don't need to see. You know, if you're first time or if you've been there many times, it's just our opinion and of things that we don't personally like to do and we don't really like to, we don't want to waste our time on it. What do you guys have to say about this topic? Well, like you said, there are a few attractions that we always uh, like skip. I mean, um, like Stitch's Great Escape, uh, we don't. I did it like once and it just it wasn't a favorite of mine. Turtle Talk with Crush. Uh, we don't have uh, like children, so it's like I'm sure if you did, you know, that might change your opinion on that one. But overall, there's really not a ton of attractions that are, are skip-worthy. They, they took out the uh, American Idol experience, which was always a skip. For us too, so I think that the really bad ones are starting to weed themselves out. Well, if you take a look at Stitch, that's one of those attractions that I always skip. I've, I think I've only ever been on that attraction I think once, maybe twice. I just don't feel the need to go on that attraction. The you know Alien Encounter before that was a great attraction. Yeah, it was an attraction that I I did have to go see. I did have to go on. I know that there was complaints about it that it was a little bit too scary for children, but you brought Stitch on board and it just completely ruined the attraction. It just was not the same. You know, it's even I'm not I'm not being a stitch hater. It's just it's just subpar attraction compared to what it really was. You know, I think for me, what I would want to lead with is say that obviously for everyone, it's going to be different um, depending on what your party is. If you've got kids, if you don't have kids, if you're if you're an older couple that is listening to the show, you don't really want to ride thrill rides. And obviously you're not going to want to ride Tower of Terror and Big Thunder Mountain, whereas I would say those are fantastic attractions. So. With everything, it's it's a matter of opinion. But, you know, things that I don't like to do, um, you know, I, I agree about Stitch's Great Escape. I mean, that's the easy one. Most people pick on it. Um, it's a perfectly fine attraction, but I don't particularly go out of my way to, to, to experience it. Uh, the one that I think the ones that jump out at me are the uh, the shows over at Hollywood Studios, uh, the, Little Main, the Little Mermaid show and uh, obviously uh, Disney Junior live on stage or whatever it's called these days. 
I don't go see those. I've never actually seen those in my life and probably never will. You've never seen the Little Mermaid one? Nope. Really? Nope. Never seen it. I oh, love the Little a... Mermaid. I mean, I love the film. It's my wife's favorite film. I, I just recently saw the Broadway show of it. I mean, it's a, I just have never had a desire to see that show at the studios for some reason, so... I think it's a nice little show. It's you know it's I don't know if they I don't know if the uh, the singing is still live. I know it used to be, but um, I, I think it's a show that you should see. You know, uh, Disney Junior. You don't have kids, so yeah. there's really no reason for you to go see that. But I think the Little Mermaid, especially if your wife is a Little Mermaid fan, you know, it's just a quick stage version of the Little Mermaid, and it's a it's a cute, fun little show. It's a little dated in some ways, but. You know, overall, it's a it's a it's a good show. The entertainment, you know, is live. The puppetry is really good. Um, the, you know, of course, the music is good, is because it's Little Mermaid, and um, you know, it, it's it's and you're air conditioned for a few minutes. So if you're going in the warmer season, I definitely would go check it out just so you can cool off for a little while. I would take your wife and see it. That's not. I don't think it's really a a must skip, and because your wife does enjoy it. If you don't enjoy Little Mermaid, it might be something you don't need to say, but I think you should go see it. I was going to say, I think that proves my point there, because you obviously disagree with my assessment there. And, and Keith said, um, Turtle Talk with Crush. And I don't have kids, but I think that's a great show. It's fun. So that's something I wouldn't I wouldn't skip Turtle Talk, with, Turtle Talk with Crush. I don't see it every visit, but if we're there and, you know, there's one starting in the next three or four minutes, we'll check it out. It's a good I've show. actually never seen it. No, it's a good show. It's fun. I mean, it's not... It's not amazing, but it is a fun little show. Technology's good. It's just, I don't know, it's just it's not one of our favorites, but the shows aren't bad. I mean, um, like the Beauty and the Beast show, it's okay. The the Mermaid ones isn't bad, but once you've seen them, you've kind of seen them. It's not a show that we like seek out trip after trip, but, you know, the, it's not bad to just to go and have a sit down for <laughs> like a little while. Yeah, I don't go see it every single trip. You know, I go every once in a while. I go see because I have attractions that I do skip every year. You know, I'll alternate certain attractions so I don't get tired of them. And that's just one of those that I don't see every year. I sort of had a few things that I had as must-not overlooks. I know that I didn't want, you know, the, this entire show, like, as, like, a <laughs> like negative uh, attraction show. But I had to must-not overlook the street performers at the parks. I know that lots of people go and have a run to attraction after attraction, but um, you should really like slow down and take in parks like Dapper Dan's on Main Street and the Citizens of Hollywood and the Buradika Band. I mean, these are just extra shows, basically, uh, that you don't have to um, like stand in line for. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's That's one of those things where if... People don't go see it. They're going. Disney's going to get rid of them because they're just going to say that there's no value in it. And that's just one of those. It's one of those small things that if you're walking by, take your time to sit there and, and watch it and, and enjoy it and appreciate the entertainment that you're seeing and, and what the people are putting out there for you to see and enjoy. You shouldn't. I mean, if you go all the time, you don't need to stop and, and see it every single time. But just every once in a while and stop and see it because one of my favorite things are the jammers at Epcot. Yeah. And. The, anytime they're they're performing, I stop and watch for a few minutes. I really enjoy watching them. The same thing for the Dapper Dans. It's um, it's simple entertainment, and it's you know right in front of your face. You know your people always complain that uh, you know the characters aren't out enough and on the streets of Main Street, but you do get these other things where that you should take your time and and enjoy and just appreciate it. Yeah, I love. I mean, I'm a I'm a sucker for the uh, citizens of Hollywood, uh, especially the. Um, the Public Works crew; those guys are my favorite. I can, I can stop and watch them every time I see them. If I'm, as I'm walking down towards Tower of Terror, they're if they're out, 
I stop and I watch them. They're they're pretty brilliant. I mean, and the other ones are great too. I mean, the Dans are amazing, and the Main Street Philharmonic uh, is that what they call themselves? Yeah, I think that's what yeah. they call themselves. They're they're you know quite talented, and uh, I'm not familiar with the janitors to be honest. I mean, I know I've heard of them. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know that I've ever encountered them. Uh, oh no. But there's you know there's little things like that everywhere. Um, the little pearl show inside the Japan Pavilion is a lot of fun. You know, obviously everybody knows Mo Rockin and uh, Off Kilter. What is what's that band called in Hollywood Studios? Mulch Sweat and Mulch Sweat and Cheers. Mulch Sweat and Cheers. Yeah, yeah I, you know a lot of people like them. I mean, all, all that stuff is you know it's free with admission. You know, like you know, it's just something that you get to enjoy without waiting 45 minutes for, and and you don't have to. It's not over and. You know, 30 seconds you know it's usually a little bit of a longer show so that's definitely something to uh, take advantage of yeah i agree you know one of the things that i always feel that for me at hollywood studios is a, is a must skip on every single trip is is the backlot tour just because it is not what it used to be when you when that attraction first opened up it was like a two three hour event where it took up a good portion of your day you went down residential street which is no longer there and you saw you know, like the, with a Golden Girls, uh, the front of the Golden Girls house and other shows. And then you'd go behind it and you'd see that it was just, the front was just a facade and the back of it is all completely open. And then, um, you know, you'd go to Cat- Catastrophe Canyon and then you come out of that and you'd go through, you'd go through, see how they did uh, special effects for um, uh, the bug, the um, Honey, I Shrunk, Honey, the, I Shrunk the, from Honey, I Shrunk yes. the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, and you saw they would select somebody out of the audience to go in there and, and perform the scene, and then you'd go do a, I think it was like the Tool Time thing. Another time was like Tool Time. Yeah, I they, remember Tool Time, and, and yep. they showed that short with um, the lottery. Hitler, the lottery, yeah. Yep. yeah. And I remember, I think the last time I went on the tour, when it was still a good tour, they were, um, I guess they were still in the process of, of doing, or maybe they had just wrapped with the live-action 101 Dalmatians um, with... Uh, was that Glenn Close that was in that movie? Yes. Yeah. I think. But anyway, they had a bunch of uh, like scenes, and they had like a whole big soundstage. It was like a, a set from the movie, uh, and that was really fun. So they, back then, it used to be a decent show. It's a it's a shadow of its former self. It's it's not it's not good anymore. It's it sucks that it's not good anymore because it was really good before, but it's just not good anymore. Yeah, it used to be so much fun. I that, I used to revolve my day around seeing that tour. And used to, I mean, that was like one of those attractions where you would wait like an hour, hour and a half to get on there, sometimes even longer, because it was because the tour was so long and it was so popular, and people loved the attraction. And then slowly over the years, they just took things away, and it's, it really is a shame that it... I understand they took Residential Street away and because they weren't really using it as a studio anymore, so I understand, I understand that things change, but some things they, they could have left in. It's just, it's just not a premier attraction anymore, and it's really one of those things where you're really going to waste your time going on it. Yeah. I think, too, I mean, over time, the guest, unless you are a seasoned uh, a park veteran, you aren't going to spend, like, two hours or three hours of a day just, like, on one thing. I mean... But in the 90s, you did, because that was, that was one of the attractions that was most talked about. Catastrophe Canyon was on all the commercials for the studios. I mean, that was such a huge draw back before Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror came in. I mean, that was like the big thing. That was the attraction that you went to, one of the first things that you did during your day there. Yeah. I mean, now it's, you know, I don't know how long it is now, 45 minutes now? I don't know. Yeah, if it were still a working studio and still doing what it used to do, 
it would still be a popular drug. I mean, proof of that is go to Universal Studios in California, where that's still a legitimate working studio. Right. And when my wife and I were out there in 2012, and we went, I went, I went to Universal for the sole purpose of that's where the original uh, Bates Motel and Psycho House is, and I needed to see it. I would have considered the trip a waste had I not seen it. So we did the backlot tour. We waited probably. I want to say we may have waited 45 minutes, and that was like first thing in the morning when we got there. So wow. it was kind of the short line, uh, but the tour took, I mean, it's its like at least an hour, maybe more. I can't remember now. It's been so long, but uh, I mean, they take you through legitimate working sets that, you know, you, you look at it and it's, uh, it's like, wait a minute, I recognize that from this and I recognize that. And we also did the tour at Warner Brothers. Um legitimate working sets that we waited you know we spent a lot of money to go to warner brothers and we waited for our tour time and we kind of wandered around and you know we were willing to wait because these are legitimate working sets and when the studios stopped doing that that's when the backlot tour you know that was the beginning of the end and right so it, it would still be worth it if it were still if that were still something they wanted to do and it's not which you know whatever they they make that call and and that's fine. Maybe they wanted to distance themselves from, you know, trying to be a studio. Yeah, I don't know. I had heard uh, that they're even talking about, uh, or is true or not, um, pulling it out of there completely and shutting it down just for, like, space reasons and to build other stuff. So, I mean, it's yeah, a it's shell of its former shelf, that's for sure. But It's going to have to go. If they build Cars Land slash Star Wars slash fill in the blank with whatever option they come up with they're going to have to right. remove it because there's not really a lot of space i think there's some kind of um watershed something kind of back behind there there's a river or something not a there's river, a canal there's a canal there. back there that they can't really build over so they don't you know they don't have a ton of space at least that's always kind of been my understanding so they would have to gut a good portion of that area to to do anything of any value yeah, my understanding is that they'd have to take away from the parking lot as well um, behind uh, um, the Indiana Sun Show. I believe they have to take away parking lot yeah. away from there. But anyway, we, we have digressed quite a bit here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> another thing that uh, I don't generally do uh, is the Swiss Family Treehouse. Um, now, I loved the Swiss Family Robinson as a kid. That was When I was a kid, that was one of my favorite Disney live action movies. I uh, watched it over and over, and I loved the thought of living in a treehouse and riding on big elephants yeah. and you know i mean i loved it and fighting pirates i mean that was amazing so i remember as a kid thinking that was a it was fun to walk through there because i it was fun to pretend that you know somebody lived there maybe i could live there but i have been on it once as an adult and it was super late at night and it was like i don't my wife i don't think had ever been on it i said well you should at least walk it once to say that you walked it right and it was a you know, that was it. We, she was like, "Yeah, I'm never doing this again." I said, "I know. I'm never going to make you do it again." But we are here. We may as well do it. And eventually, they're going, they'll tear that down, and people will probably freak out about how it's a classic. But they never went on it anymore. But you know, right? Those, so yeah, I don't go on it every time. It's the last time I was on. I know the last time I was on it was in 2008 with my last trip with my um, my in-laws. So that was the last time I was on it. And that, what would make that attraction better if, like, there was a zip line down to, like, to get a Dole Whip? Yeah. You know, if, if they had that, I'd go on it every single time, but... I don't uh, think the insurance company would allow that. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah. But I mean, you'd have to like, zip line over top of the smokers, though, too, so I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that is a must-pass must, must pass for me. 
It is for us, too. I mean, just like Sean, I mean, you know, we've done it a few times here and there, but it's it's definitely, like, one, if we don't go over there, our day is still fine for sure. Um, I think another one, and, and not a must-not-do because they're necessarily bad, but we don't do any of the Circle Vision movies, and it's because the Circle Vision makes my wife, my wife doesn't do well with that. She can't handle the... She doesn't do motion simulators, things like that, because she gets motion sickness, and the circle vision screens do that to her, too. So we skip those. Oh, wow. um, so that would, there's a suggestion for anyone who gets motion sickness, you might not want to do those uh, circle vision movies, because they can be a little overwhelming for some, for some people. You know, I don't do them either, and I don't know really why I don't. I just, I guess now... Because I have kids, they're not going to really be interested in it right yet. Right yet. Um, you know, maybe in a couple of years I'll do it again. But you know, it's just one of those things I never think about doing. The only ones that uh, bother us are the like spinning ones that just like you know continually spin. The teacups are fine. I'm just like we can control them. Um, oh, me, I can't do that one at all. But like the prime evil whirl and stuff like that, you know, that's a no no. Yeah, Prime Mover World, I can't, yeah, that's that's a must skip for me just because I can't handle it. I get sick on that one. I'm just, oh man, I, just thinking about it, no, okay. I, I, no, <laughs> no thanks. Um, I don't think I've ever been on it just don't. because I haven't. I don't, I don't have a problem with the motion. I'm, my wife, that's probably why. I don't think my wife would enjoy it. And, you know, there there's there's a handful of attractions that I enjoy that she can't ride, like Star Tours. Um, I can't think of any other ones off the top. Oh, Soren. Um, so there's, you know, there's a handful that I really want to do that I know I'm going to have to leave her sitting on a bench waiting for me. So I try to avoid doing that too often. So I do it for the really big ones that I really want to try, but Primeval World is one that I probably would enjoy, but I just, it's not worth, uh, making her sit on a bench and wait for me. Primeval World, if, if there's more than a three minute wait, five minute wait for that attraction, it's not worth it. In my yeah. opinion. <laughs> that bad, huh? <laughs> Well, even if you take the spinning out of it, I just don't think it's that great of an attraction. Um, I do like that whole... I know a lot of people don't like that area of, of Animal Kingdom because they think it's too fair-like, carnival-like. And I understand their viewpoint, but when you know the backstory to the whole thing, I appreciate and like that more. But um, I just don't think it's a very good attraction. Especially uh, after like Flame Tree Barbecue and you go on the Primeval World, it's not a good time. Then it becomes <laughs> the Primeval Hurl. Yeah. yeah. It's like the hurler. But. Yep. Speaking of um, some, you know, some of the things that are food-wise that I want to talk about is is skips. Is um, one of the things I know. I think we've talked about it before. Is the Nine Dragons restaurant in the China Pavilion? Yeah, that's definitely a must skip. I, you know, a lot of times for for Chinese food, it's just hit or miss for me. I'm not a huge fan of Chinese food, and going there is just and the same thing with if, in uh, the Japan Pavilion. You know, you have. Um, what's it called there's Tokyo dining uh, and then there's uh Hibachi. you can get hibachi there you know that's just like two of those things where you have those you have those type of restaurants where you live there's really no reason why you need to go to those restaurants in Walt Disney World right you know because you're gonna spend more for it why would you want to do that you know so save your money and go to those restaurants at home and try to experience some of the other restaurants that are in um, World Showcase or anywhere else in Walt Disney World for that matter. I'm not going to argue against Nine Dragons because I we ate there and it's perfectly acceptable Chinese food, but I would not I didn't we didn't enjoy it there. The service was 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 awful and the food was not great. It was just fine. But I will argue with your point of 
you know, you have that in your local area. I mean, most of the food you can get at Disney World, you can probably find something similar in your town. Now, there's some exceptions, Boma, you know, Jico, pretty much anything at, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge is, you know, that African kind of food. Uh, and there's there's a hand, you know, you can find barbecue joints, you can find Italian joints and pizza, but that doesn't mean that Tutto Italia is not good or Viennapoli isn't good. Now, I have not been to Teppanetto, which is the, the hibachi thing, but Tokyo Dining, I really enjoyed it. I think the sushi's pretty good there, and uh, we ate there one night in a, oh, I don't remember what trip it was, it doesn't matter, but we ate there, and we really enjoyed it, and there's there's some good restaurants that are there that if you just say, well, don't skip or don't go anywhere that you can get at home, that really eliminates a lot of your, your choices. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I understand your viewpoint, but, um, you know... It, but yeah, just one of those things. Where, yeah, don't please don't <laughs> go to Nine Dragons. Just, I am with you on that one. Don't go there. Yeah, don't waste if, your money. If you do want to get Chinese food, just go back to the um, uh, what's the little uh, like counter service in China? It's called the uh, Lotus Blossom Cafe. Just go back there if you want yeah. to get some Chinese because you can go back there and they have um, uh, the little uh, pork dumplings or maybe they're or they're pot stickers and they're they're good. I mean, you can't really mess up a pot sticker. So right. You can go by there and get pot stickers and like you know shrimp fried rice or whatever, and that's that's fine. You paid a whole lot less. You didn't have to get an ADR. You didn't have to wait for a crappy waiter to not bring you a soda or whatever it is you're drinking. So, uh, or yeah. if you're staying at an Art of Animation, go back there and enjoy the food court, which is much better. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or go to the counter service Yak and Yeti at Animal Kingdom. I hear that. True. There you go. I really like Yak and Yeti, but I've only done sit down there. So there's a lot of other options. Skip Nine Dragons. Don't bother with Nine Dragons. And since we're on the uh, must not do for the food, turkey and beverage, legs. Oh. Don't do turkey legs. <laughs> yeah, do not no, turkey legs. No. Oh, is that no. how you were going to say, Keith? I'm just, sorry. I, couldn't no. I can't believe Keith was going to bring that up. I, I thought he used to like them, but yeah, you're right, Keith. Do not eat a turkey <laughs> leg, man. That, that stuff will kill don't you. Don't even start that because. We know better. Those All right. What are you emu legs are, are fantastic. I have my one humongous must not do, and that is Starbucks. Um, oh, God. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. We've, we've managed to get uh, avoid this for <laughs> of our show. I was hoping you, we could go a little further. You guys came up us with this topic. You knew I was going to go there, but, but no, that's I mean. A, just edit this out when you get <laughs> Yeah, but no, I mean, it's not that I am against uh, Starbucks, you know, as a brand or a company or paying $8 for a cup of coffee, but it really does take away from the uh, escapism and the themings of being in Disney World. Now, I know that at one point there was McDonald's fries, which are are gone. There's still Coca-Cola products. I get it, but... But do you do you understand that Disneyland, when it first opened, had sponsors for like all its food, and you know you, you could talk about you know the purity factor of it. Well, all the food things were were sponsored by somebody back then, like uh, because Dorito, then, Doritos were invented in Disneyland. Because back then they needed the advertising dollars and the sponsorship money. It's not well, as Disney if they still need uses it now. the sponsor, but they still use sponsorship money. I mean, look at Epcot; all those attractions sponsored by this, sponsored by that. So but, Disney still needs that money. But you don't have a car lot outside of Test Track. It's not a, a working business. But Starbucks is a, a working a business that's 
to be fair, the only like Starbucks that like I do like hate is the one that's in Main Street. Um, Have you actually been inside it yet? No, um, because well, I the, the theming on it, the theming <laughs> on it is really well done. They made it seem more like it's a turn of the century type. Eight dollar cup of coffee. It's not an eight dollar <laughs> cup of coffee. Just so you know, it's not. You can get a four dollar cup of coffee there. So. It is not like that. But shot. people like their their Starbucks. You know, it's it's usually always busy. I can understand. I, I don't like that they took the cinnamon roll away. I wish that was still there. But it is a viable option, and it it does theme in well. There's not a gigantic sign that says Starbucks outside like you would see on your hometown corner of Starbucks. It's um it's a little more subdued. I think it I think it works. You know, it's not like Epcot where there's a much larger sign. It works there. So, I mean, I, I understand, sort of, not. Nah, I don't understand what you're, where you're coming from. It works. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying out of it. Y'all can, y'all can fight it out. I have an opinion, but it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> this was, like, how many months ago? But you're, like, uh, our tiebreaker, Alan. <laughs> Keith, don't push it, man. You don't want me to be the tiebreaker. <laughs> I, I... I know you, that you know okay, there's more Starbucks fans than there are haters, but I don't know if there are or not. I, I think there's an equal really amount of uh, Starbucks fans and an equal amount of people who hate that Starbucks is in Disney. But you know, ultimately, they uh, the the coffee in Walt Disney World sucked before. It was terrible. There was a demand for better coffee. Whether or not you love Starbucks coffee in, in a pro- as a product, uh, there are other coffees that I would rather drink, but their coffee is is fine and it's substantially better than what they were offering before. So they made a decision to offer better coffee because there was a demand for better coffee. Uh, I think ultimately that's the, uh, that's the level headed viewpoint that I'm going to take for the show and we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, that's it. We're no, moving no, on. We're done. No, that's it. That's just, that's it. <laughs> One more point. One more point. Tiki ooze. No, let's not talk about that either. <laughs> Cheerwine would be great in the park. Let's talk about Cheerwine. Yeah, Cheerwine would be great. Can you imagine a Cheerwine bakery? <laughs> You're just going to yes. just gloss right over this, aren't you? You know, Krispy Kreme makes Cheerwine donuts, you know, like a cream-filled donut, but it's like a Cheerwine-flavored cream. Oh, man, I'd love to try that. They're amazing, but they were like limited edition. I haven't seen them in a couple of years. I'm very sad about that. Um, but anyway, now that we've moved on, what else can we talk about? <laughs> How long have we been talking? We've been talking a while. We might need to wrap this up. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just the, put it like oh, I no, that's it. We're done. Last point. We're done. No, there is no point. It's over. It's just being to get it edited out. out. No, no, no. <laughs> so the the one the one of the last things I want to bring up for must not do's is uh, traveling during the busy times of the busy times of the year. If you're not a person that can handle the crowds, and you are expecting to get on rides within a uh, a good amount of time, do not go during the busy season. You're going to be thoroughly disappointed. Too bad it's all busy season these days, it seems. True, but, I mean, if you look at They're during, busy like, Christmas and time, super busy. Yeah, Don't go during stay the super busy. Super busy, right, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, Keith, I'll let you make your point. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. It is true. I mean, I know for some it's a it's not an option to uh, choose a time of year that you have to work around, you know, school schedules and work schedules and, you know, that, that stuff and spring breaks and 
and all that, but if you can, like, try and go off-season, avoid the, uh, like, holidays, the 4th and New Year's, um, those are just, you know, terrible times of year as far as the attendance goes. But if that's the only time that you can, just um, go with seven, try and stay patient, and, like, try and still enjoy it. I mean, because, after all, you still at Disney World and not at work, so it's not all bad. Yeah, a bad day at Disney World is better than a good day at work, right? True. Yeah, yep. and really what you can, what what the best thing to do, the, the, my suggestion would be there are websites out there that you can kind of get historical crowd levels. Um, specifically, they don't they don't pay us to say this, but I've used touringplans.com in the past and have been pleased with them. Um, but there are other ones out there. You can find them that will tell you, you know, kind of historically what, weeks uh, what days are busier than other days and the, the best recommendation is pick around your schedule you've got kids in school okay it's that and you've got you know some seminars you got to go to for work you got to go around that find yourself two three four week that you can that you can go that that are actually possible and then just pick the best option of those in terms of busyness if they're all if they're all in the busy season, then then you don't have a choice, but you can at least try to pick a week that maybe is a little bit less busy. So that's what you have to do. You know, narrow it down and then use a pl- use a website like Touring Plans or like you know, I don't know any other ones because that's the one I always use, but they're out there. Use all those websites. Too, I believe, yeah. Uh, yeah, use those websites that will allow you to you know they're they're all educated guesses based on you know statistics so it's not perfect by any means but you can at least say well historically this week is a little bit slower than that week so let's go this week cuz we have a better shot at 30 minute waits instead of 45 minute waits you know neither of those are great but you know I'd rather wait 30 minutes than 45 minutes any day so uh, that would be our recommendation I think on that yep but I think that's going to do it for this week you guys got anything else no, I'm good. No, because I can't say it anyway. Moving on. Be, <laughs> sure to let, be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. Um, you can comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Yeah, no, you can't. You can comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com as long as you don't talk about Starbucks. Uh, you can email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com as long as you don't talk about Starbucks. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Any call with Starbucks in it will be dropped. Be sure to like (laughs) us on Facebook. Uh, Check out our store at redbubble.com where you can get Tiki Talk Birds Love Starbucks t-shirts. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show and if you enjoy Starbucks, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really appreciate that. You can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M-I-N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. And for anybody who would uh, would like to talk about Starbucks, um, you can find me um, on on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dolph Whip Daily, and online at DolphWhipDaily.com. And please send your hate mail to Keith at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. You can send it all because <laughs> I'll respond to every one of them. Oh Lord! <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight, and the letter S. And for the record, I don't love Starbucks. It just is what it is. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Well, that went well. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun episode.